Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, coming to you from um, a non-load shed at Joburg. So, yeah, sorry about last week. I was the victim of load shedding. Um, Someone who wasn't the victim of load shedding last week and also exercised his democratic right to vote today, as did I. Uh, Matt, how are you? How's OBS? Oh, you said your voting experience was very smooth. Yeah, no, like I said, I mean, the school, I'm like just down the road from the school. So like a two-minute walk to the school, walked in, voted, walked out, walked home. Also managed to find a gap in the rain to do that all as well. But yeah, uh, okay. Incredibly, uh, uh, 10 out of 10 voting experience would recommend everyone to do that. As, do that. Moy, yeah, it, uh, it was 30 in Joburg, um, so it was a bit hot waiting in the last but uh, no it wasn't wasn't too bad is that is that mr tar yeah i saw him i saw him arrive Uh, no it was me coughing it was me who coughed but i did see tar arrive oh okay okay alex how are you how was your voting experience uh i'm good but i don't vote uh yeah because you're namibian yes uh it's not a national just 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 throwing it out there it's not that he's like a Jehovah witness and isn't allowed to vote he doesn't vote because he's not from here adam he doesn't go here so i just yeah i just i just he's part of the furniture sorry i just i just assumed sorry alex no it's fine i am actually entitled to citizenship i just haven't done it Ah, okay, yeah. You just don't want to revoke that juicy Namibian citizenship first, or can you get? Well, to be yeah, so no, so Namibia doesn't allow dual citizenship currently. Yeah. Uh. Um, and the passport is actually like quite a lot better than the South African one. Yeah, because I'm assuming Uh, like they're like most probably like one or two spots in like Europe, you've got preferential preferential treatment and things like that. Yeah, we don't need visa to go to the UK. Yeah, I was going to say something silly like that. Yeah. Not Europe then anymore. Sorry, <laughs> let me... <laughs> no, we, we still do Schengen, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, but UK, Britain, we we good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I tell people I can't vote, but oh, I, I don't vote to be provocative. But the truth is I can't vote. Ah, okay. Yeah. But oh. my wife... My wife can vote and she had a fantastic experience. Similar to Matt's it was like nice. 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 Well that's good. Good to hear. So everybody who has voted in the municipal elections here in South Africa, we hope you had a good experience and more importantly just got it done and over with. Um I guess in terms in terms of the rapey, I mean lots of news, lots of bad experiences. Talk about there's Wales versus New Zealand. They did not have a bad experience. Um, I don't know if they voted for Bowden Barrett to win any of those Player of the Year awards, but uh, he showed them. Um, then we got some, a whole bunch, whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Jones gave him like a six out of ten. <laughs> no, my favorite was. Did you see what he said about Rico? Yeah. No. He's like, Rico, uh, what was it? Something about oh yeah, half the. He was like, by the time Rico came onto the field, most of the work had been done already. I think is the direct quote. Yeah. You know, for a player who started from the whistle. Yeah. And yeah. like play pretty well, so. Yeah. Um, I get, like, I guess Spoilers, we'll I get guess. On. Yeah, <laughs> you will get onto that since uh, there was no other international. Well, there's some other international rugby. I know the uh, Black Ferns, they lost their 100th test by like 30 points to England, which is their biggest loss. I think I saw a tweet, though, that was posted in the group. Uh, one of England's players has taken her uh, 10 tests to play 100 games, while New Zealand 
have only played 100 tests in 30 years. So it just goes to show you the disparity of women's rugby. I'd hate to even know what that's for South Africa. South Africa's pretty far, far, far worse. Um, Andrew Watson, yeah. who's the he's the former ref, referee boss in South Africa, uh, he, he, he said in report that international referees have to take responsibility for their actions when overseeing international games. And he said, I quote, my feeling has always been and still is that if referees want to blow at that level, uh, phrasing, they have to take responsibility for their actions. Along with recognition, money and benefits also comes criticism. And does that make sense to me that recognition and praise are accepted by referees and their bosses, but not criticism, or at least not in public. It comes to the territory. I feel the referees are too sensitive about this. And then Watson believes the acceptance of criticism where it is due will help the game of rugby overall. So uh, he's yeah. saying referees are too sensitive. How, mu- how much do they get paid? Does he know? That's a good question. I have uh, no idea. Let me yeah. Because there was, I think, I think there was a ref at, I think, sort of amateur club level, which I think is more voluntary. He posted a tweet about not wanting to carry on after being, felt like yes. he was being intimidated on the field and that. I only saw it because I think someone else replied to, I think, one of the egg chasers who, like, quote tweeted it and said, he's never once in his life playing on there ever seen someone intimidating a ref and i'm like mm, i've seen like i mean this just the sheer size disparity walking up to them and it's like yeah i've i've, I've tried but it didn't work well well okay hold on this is one website so i don't know if that's that's world cup i want to see if there's different things poor nice players like what yeah funds from okay well, that's not right i found this random story uh, sports scriber. So, and it says a rugby referee salary. So, apparently, uh, Wayne Barnes per match he gets uh, $1,500 US dollars as uh, a match fee. Um, these all journey the same for most international refs. So, like uh, Pas- Pasquale uh, Gazzari, Ryan Put, Germain Gosset. Uh, well, kind of got Craig Jubez. Uh, but this is meant to be for this year. No, I suppose it's this year. Craig Jubez isn't referee internationally anymore. So, this is a bit old. But it claims that it's a thousand five hundred dollars per match. World Cup is two thousand. Extra money bonus is three and a half thousand, while their yearly earnings come to about two hundred twenty thousand US dollars. So in rands, it's like four million rand. Um, uh, yeah, like I was gonna say per match, like it's not that much, but I mean you ref a couple, you ref a test series because I'm assuming you also get paid for being going on for being on tour essentially. Mm. Like the guys who were here for the Lions tour definitely must have been paid like a retainer over the time. In the... Okay, so I yeah. found a separate source. This probably looks a lot better. It's, by, it's from rugbydome.com. Rugby referee salary is the link about John Winters. I think it's John. It came out October 10th. Um, he said the most recent public, published figures for professional rugby referee salaries were in France. So he's, he's like the, the referee salaries are not publicized. But in terms of the public available information he was able to gather, generally speaking, a World Cup uh, top referees earn, this is his thing, 94,000 euros a year. So that's about 2 million rand. So, I mean, the reason I asked is, you know, basically, is the amount of criticism they get proportional to the, the remuneration? And I know it sounds like they're being paid quite a lot. And so everyone talks about how, you know, if we, if we too critical of refs, 
then we can discourage people from becoming racist. And I don't know. It sounds like I think just publicize how much you're gonna make. Fuck, you'll get more revs. I would would put up a lot. I would put up a lot to for that amount of money. Because don't they all also have like prime like being a ref is their sort of secondary career as well, isn't it? For a lot of them. Yeah. Like they all have professions uh, as over and above yeah. being ref, where they're not necessarily as lucrative, so to speak, compared to yeah. being a ref, apparently. But still, like I think most of them, like wasn't. But yeah, it's all I don't know. Yeah, there's a South African guy who's a lawyer, and I wasn't, believe wasn't someone uh, a dentist. Who was uh, it? Dentist. There might be dentist. There, I know there was an optometrist, um, because. That made for love jokes. That does, um, yeah, that tracks. That just a blind ref yeah. also being an optometrist. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to say, you know, get over it or whatever. Like, obviously, you know, it's like any job. Putting up with the criticism is hard. Um, you know, especially when you're in the public domain. But I feel like relative to players themselves, the rest actually like don't get that much flack like they get flack day of the match maybe if it's an incredibly egregious they'll get flack the next day oh shit sorry me again um that's all folks um but yeah refs tend to like they cop like their most sort of egregious comments and that like within two three days of the match three days like at a stretch and then it's done like a player yeah. they'll harp on for the longest time like okay yes sometimes we do put bring up refs a little while like oh remember mm-hmm. how pot fucked us or whatever every time he comes and plays us we like i oh, remember that time he sent bismarck off so mm-hmm. i yeah. suppose sometimes there is a bit of a longer memory but even then it's but not it it's like not vitriol really, yeah and like, it has to be really bad um performance yeah to like make folklore like rugby law you know like Roman Pratt or um uh what's the name Craig Joubert against um like when we running off the field remember that time <laughs> <laughs> blowing uh, the whistle and booking it fuck I remember that. wasn't it World Cup quarterfinal yeah, or something uh, like no, that a group game no it wasn't Australia. quarterfinal yeah. Yeah. Australia, but, um, you know what Scotland, I mean like where's like where's you know because a lot of time people would talk about Oh, the ref is fucking us, or the ref's been bad. Ref, ref, but very they'll like be like, oh, so and so is actually objectively a bad referee and should never referee another game at that level. You know, most of the time people forget who the referee is, even if they're criticizing his performance. Uh, not because not they don't know his name or anything, just because, you know, like it's it's the ref. You know, mm. The ref fighters, and mostly be like, "Do you remember that game against Wales?" You know, like, oh yeah, the ref fighters. And you're like, "Okay, who was the ref?" And most people can't tell you. So, where you know, whereas players, you'll like, I don't know, there's a lot more sort of personality involved. So, you know, people will be like, "Oh, Dean Helling had a really bad game for the Springboks at one time." And everyone, everyone on the table would be like, oh yeah, you know, he fucking assaulted Richard Bacall and he gave him a try. In my brain, he yeah. sort of ended up biting someone by the end of that game. 
I don't think I don't he did. Think I don't think he did, but I just feel like it's just in my brain what the narrative is now. Yeah. He might have won it, to be honest. Like, yeah. at, at that point, he'd be so done. No, exactly. He, That's he what but he should have just given Sanchez and called the day. Yeah. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, the Springers will, will play badly or mediocre, and everyone on Twitter or social media is like, oh, Philly having a bad game. Ooh, ooh, Phil's, you know. Phil stopped listening immediately. That <laughs> yeah. go-to bads player was Billy Lurie. How dare you? I don't care. Because, uh, you know, we still get the hits if he's not listening. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more, like, anti-player criticism than anti-individual refs. Refs get a lot of criticism, but as a breed, you know, as a collective. Mm. Whereas, like, and then they'll go and, and riff another game. Like, unless it's a really bad performance that really sticks out of people's mind, it actually is very little harm done, to be honest. So, I, I'm i kind of with who was Andre Joubert, who, who said it? Um, the original quote? That's oh, uh, Andre, Watson. Andre Watson. Andre Watson, sorry. Mm. Andre Watson. I'm kind of with him. Like, you know, the whole thing race just needed to grow thicker skin especially mm. for the amount they've been paid yeah no i, I just and then well there's a nice segue apparently to uh the rassi story uh because i mean obviously he apparently as reports said like all right we agreed with him blah 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 okay this came out yesterday from young de Kooning. uh rassi apparently has to wait a while for the outcome of this hearing um, they appeared before World Rugby's committee this weekend, and the hearing was chaired by. Uh, doesn't really matter. Two Kiwis. Mike Mika, thanks. I All found right. the article. <laughs> uh, and, um, and they said they'll publish a full written decision following the completion of the entire proceedings. Um, and a spokesperson for Rugby Rag- Rag- told the straight365.com. They're not anticipating an outcome for a few days yet. Um, and <laughs> apparently Eddie Jones, he, he told Times Live, oh, this is September, they're ignoring that. Um, like we all know, so we'll wait to see about that, uh, one thing or another. Um, and then apparently, okay, no, that's a box, we'll get on to selection a little bit later. Yuri Roo, uh, the boss of SR Rugby, he used to learn his fate in a 37 million round Stellenbosch case. So that's like... Oh, fuck, that's that one we owes him yeah, cash for. That's like 1.8 million pounds, sort of thing. Uh, Rune December last year was ordered to pay around that back to the university. Between 2002 and 2010, he held senior positions at Stellenbosch University's finance department and had been accused of manipulating the electronic accounting system to channel millions in unbudgeted expenditure to the Marty's Rugby Club. The ruling was appealed, and according to a report, was heard last week with the finality and the matrix. Finality, yes. This month. Um, so yeah, it's just How? for Marty's. Yes, it's so fucking weird. You're to about me. to say what I'm thinking. How can you be found guilty of fucking hiding like several millions worth of financing and then still because he's guilty, like he's been found guilty, right? And still be the uh, fucking yeah. president of Sari. Yeah, like how can you hold that position but also at the same time be guilty? while you were in that position be found guilty of a corruption charge surely there should have been like it's automatic like, like you're unfit yeah. you're a, you're not a fit and proper person there should be like automatic like like a suspension clause or something 
But I've I've got another question because you understand right. But my question is, why is Rossi on trial and Rossi is poster boy for bringing Saif and Ravi into dispute when we have fucking Osaka, Yuri, and Zaltmarie running around? Because neither of them make make videos. No, I know, but like, yeah, you know, if 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 foreigners want to beat Isirovi over the head with a stick. Yeah. Like, this Rossi one is is the least effective they could find. Yeah, but it's the mm. only one that they didn't have to Google and actually do a bit of research for what what it looks like under <laughs> what it actually looks like in SA. Yeah, it's just just it's our podcast. Yeah, yeah, we've we've, well, we've extensively reported on Zaltmarie actually. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to mention him. And I mean, in South Africa, there's a habit of people being innocent until proven guilty, regardless of what charges are brought against them. Uh, Rue, uh, in, in, when he defended himself in court papers last year, he said, I quote, the university has, has not lost the 37 million rand is demanding from me. The case before the university, as well as its own document, and expert report indicate that the money was spent on legal expenses that were for and to the benefit of the university. The work I've done, together with others, has enabled the university to exploit great value from the Marcy's rugby brand. I'm sure they have. In and around 2008 9, the university's brand is valued at around 100 million. Marty's Rugby is one of the important components of that brand. Well, Marty's is the world's largest rugby club. Uh, well, it was a few years ago, technically speaking. So, we'll find out. Uh, and I guess, you guys, I don't have a good answer to your question. I guess they just know Oaks in the right positions of why he's in power still. And I he, mean, and he everyone does. It's an old boys club. It's the same as, like, when Bill Beaumont got elected. It was like... Or uh, Raylene Castle got pushed out of Australia. Don't you mean the visionary Bill Beaumont? But the equity in the global game? I'm he, telling you, he's a breath of fresh air. You know, you what, know, what, you know what? In Beaumont's defense, he did shit on um, Rugby 12s. Yes. Which is officially dead in the water. Yes, I think we, we didn't cover that. It, it's... Like they World Rugby just refused to recognize it, so they were like, "Okay, yeah, well, fuck, head, we can't carry on shot. with this." I, and this guys who backed it like Skulk and a few others, they're like, "Well, oh well, move on." What, the, what was Skulk thinking? Seriously, I don't oh, know. Yeah, I don't know. What was it? Which Skulk burger was it? Can we confirm? No, skulk. It was the proper Skulk. They had him on the website and everything. I, mean, I assume. I assume. I, in my brain, it was his dad, and he just never clarified oh, that they. Nah. That they used dad doesn't give a shit about rugby twelves. His dad's too, well. I, I, no, I don't. They don't own a wine farm. Yeah. I assume yeah. he's busy running yeah. a wine farm, which is probably a lot more fun. Uh, this, was, this was worse than the time the I got British lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. Where backing rugby twelve, definitely. Something else that is deplorable, apparently, is Eddie Jones's methods because he's defending criticism. And there's a, a rift with John Mitchell. Uh, apparently, Jones said on Sunday he was a reasonable person after the veteran boss high turnover of background personnel was called into question. Report in the Times and, and on Friday in the UK cited anonymous accounts and plans of former coaching staff to portray Jones as a harsh taskmaster presiding over a joyless regime. Um, I'm just trying to see here. Questions if, if over John, his methods. If John Mitchell calls you a harsh taskmaster, you, like, you are the worst either. fucking person. Yeah. Questions over his method have resurfaced following England's record equaling low finish in in uh, what I said in this year's Six Nations. For but then John Mitchell's exit means England are now working with their third defence coach in Jones' six years at the helm. 
while the four years after the 2019 World Cup saw England use five different sports psychologists. And then Jones told BT Sport, everyone has an opinion on how you operate. I can't say it's right or wrong. I try to be a reasonable person. I've coached for a fair period of time, and there's probably been times when I haven't been as nice as I'd like to be, but I endeavor to be fair all the time, and I'm excited where this team is going. The only thing you can do is respond, and the only way I will respond is by playing good rugby. Uh, so, I mean, his stuff is being described as brutal. Meh. Uh, I was just trying to think about this. Winning teams, because this is a football analogy, they often do, I mean, it's more the playing squad, uh, but even Ferguson always changed his assistant managers every four to four to six years, along with the playing staff. He always reinvented the team every four to five years. So maybe Jones is doing that. I, said, I have no idea. Uh, but maybe Jones is doing that just to keep himself on edge. Uh, on the edge, excuse me, on the cutting edge. Uh, perhaps. Uh, I mean, you, you can't be around for too long and have the same people around you and you end up with the same stale old ideas. Uh, yeah. I, was go- I was going to make a, a foundation analogy. If you haven't watched that, you should. It's, it's really good. Um, oh, I watched the first episode. Yeah, it, it's good. It must, just keep going. It does get better because yes. the first episode was very ah, world building. It does get better. And, uh, it's just along the whole line of the Cleons and how there's no new ideas. Okay. But that's, that's fine. Ugh, yes, just... sorry, Matt. You were going to say something? No, but I was like, didn't we just talk about Mitchell joining like six months ago as well? Like it wasn't very yeah. long. Yeah. No, it, it was not. So no surprises. I mean, they mentioned the assistant or the defensive coach uh, specifically. Hmm. But is there like high turnover generally in the coaching staff, or is it is it like the defense gets dark arts position? Where, like, yeah, uh, they, just... they just mentioned the defense coach, the sports psychologist. And I know his, his recently named squad for uh, these coming internationals has got a lot of new faces. So, yeah, just in a couple of positions, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, speaking of positions, oh, segue. Uh, we're going to Super Rugby now. The Highlanders, uh, they've signed uh, Crusaders hooker Andrew Bacalero and Gareth Evans from the Hurricanes. I thought Gavin, uh, Gareth Evans this year was like not dead. He'd been exiled because we hardly ever saw him. And I thought he was like, you know, good player and all that sort of thing. Um, so Bacalero, he'll be competing with Liam Coltman and Ricky Jackson, I think, with. Damn. Why, why has. To my Ashton. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think he's headed off overseas, hasn't he? Went to um, France or UK. Uh, sure. I think we're... he should. He's good. Yeah, I think. Mm. And then Gareth, he's going to be in Dunedin playing with his brother Brent Evans, the the aged lock. He had a, he had an excellent Super Rugby season. Um, actually, uh, they're not they were littered. Yeah, no, they On on Gareth Evans, like he he's not bad, but like. For me, he's the quintessential, like, average Lucy. Mm. Like, he's, you know, he's good enough to start, but, like, if I was the Hurricanes, like, and if I was head coach and guy the Evans would walk my office and I was like, I'm accepting it off from the, Hurric- from the Highlanders, I'd be like, okay. Oh, no. At the yeah. end. Thanks, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, good luck. I mean,. I'm surprised you suck up here this this long, to be honest. Well, sorry, I've just started seeing something else here. Um, good to know for Super Rugby Pacific next. Jajon and Ureki, he ruptured his ACL in August. He's a, he's going to miss a big chunk of Super Rugby next year, uh, just making the recovery. Um, so that's that's not Fuck, Adam, ideal. You've got no outside backs to pick. You're going to have to pick brand new outside backs. Oh, I should have picked Nureki. 
Um, I'm just trying to see him about it. Well, Sam Gilbert came back from one. Um, like, they do come back, but yeah, it's not... But Falao Fakatava, who he also tore his ACL earlier this year, he's going to return at the start of Super Rugby Pacific. Um, I'm just trying to see... Sorry, I'm just going to go back to Super Rugby's story. I think Michael is a good signing, actually. I mean, he got injured yeah. this year. He got injured this year, so he didn't play a lot. Great signing. Yeah, and he's going to be and he's going to be playing with um, Ethan De, Ethan De Groot. So I was going to say Groot, and then also they got the new 140 kilogram tight head, uh, Salamau. So Matt, that's uh, one one two. Keep an eye on for you. 140. Yeah, so it's like S A U L A, and then M A hyphen U. Not hyphen, excuse me, inverted comma U. Apostrophe. Uh, no, it's an inverted comma. Oh, okay. What's the difference? Uh, uh, apostrophe. It's it's an inverted comma and not an apostrophe. I'm genuinely asking. No. A, oh, maybe no, that's I why. I think that's maybe why our spreadsheet fucks out every now and then, Alex. <laughs> that you're not using. You, you, it's like some secret key. <laughs> you're not. We're not. Key. We're not hitting the inverted comma. We hit the apostrophe key or something. No, no, no. I think you're the ones that are right. It's inverted commas. I always I thought inverted you. comments were quotation marks. Oh, uh, you're right. No, you're spot on. It, wow. I mean, I, I write, write and edit shit for a living. You always go on about how you have a degree in journalism. I do have a degree in journalism. But in radio journalism. In radio journalism. It, it really hasn't helped me much. You, you're uh, very literate. I, yeah. Put Adam in front of a keyboard and he gets even less literate, Alex. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> no, that, I should really use... Um, Predictive tech if I don't. This is on the Highlanders, Billy Harmon, he's also gonna miss a big chunk of Super Raid Pacific, uh, due to a shoulder injury. Um and then Kazuki Himino is still around. Wait, after, oh no, Kazuki Himino, part of me went to Japan and Ian Squire retired. Which surprise, yes. surprise. I mean, yeah, I think the guy was done. So I'm I'm oh, very excited snap. for Super I'm very excited I just for Super Rugby. Ash Dixon, yeah? he's playing for Green Rockets Tokatsu and uh, it's the same team Fetu Douglas is playing for uh, yeah oh. oh something else a bit separate it's also announced Highlanders have secured a license uh, but they've secured what they call a perpetual license from New Zealand Rugby to operate Natago and Southam with a four strong investor group now holding 87% share of the club okay uh, the Highlanders license was up for renewal this year but the completion of the deal removes any hint of uncertainty about the future as a super rugby up in the deep so what? Uh, so now, the investor group, okay, it's guys we don't know, but they've effectively bought New Zealand Rugby's 10% share in the Highlanders' license. The remaining 13% is owned by Otago, Southland, and North Otago. So uh, the actual clubs? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Now, I know it's centralized to a certain degree. I, I wasn't sure on the commercial side of things. So yeah. I wonder what that means for them, because they've always had, like, a, it's a very... Um, you know, farmlandy. I was gonna say like the less sort of popular rural, not rural, yeah. but yeah, small, smaller town. Yeah. Uh, which... But I mean, it, it, we all know how great the Forsyth Bar Stadium in, is in Zoo. So like, there's obviously a very passionate mm. kind of diaspora of people, um, and like the university. In my experience, like with the Boston Cup, universities are one of the best pathways for rugby talent to merge. Um, and I know in, like, in Australia, University of Canberra, um, for example, 
and New South Wales, like they be quite heavily on the on the like university contingents. So I don't know, like maybe it's an opportunity for them to like lure a few more grave like age group stars to like become student athletes. Mm. Uh, which would be cool. Mm. So just very, very briefly, just to go back to Eddie Jones, just a little detail. Apparently John Mitchell, he went on his day after Mitchell on his day off, he left to watch his son play cricket for Middlesex. And then Jones gave him shit about it. Yes. It was on his day off. I, anyway, I just think that's that's so random. Classic classic John, classic Eddie Jones being a small business tyrant calling yeah. your day off like why aren't you here <laughs> you, you're on his day off what? so what was he actually complaining about I, I don't know I just I just saw that detail I'm like what the, what the fuck honestly um, I guess a quick uh, uh, we'll talk about the box now uh, we've mentioned that no okay I think I've got everything news wise we'll return to that I guess we'll, we'll look at the one test over the weekend that that the, the best one known one um, New Zealand they pumped under strength Wales side 54 16. Uh, the try that Savior Rees rounded out was great. That was lacquer. I haven't watched it, but I'm just gonna say that the Twitter reaction to Savior Rees's try is decisive, is divisive. Well, yeah, I mean, apart from him being um, a batterer, the try itself was well, well just watch the highlights, it's like basketball stuff, it was, it was quite skillful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, it was a sold-out Principality Stadium, so 70,000 people. Uh, the WRU made their money. But yeah. Brody Retallick, bit of a shoulder injury. What what do we learn? And people are praising Bowden Barrett's performance. I I just think, and then, if you have Barrett, I mean, well done to New Zealand. I mean, obviously, I assume they're going to win this game. They played well, blah, 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 blah. It's just when you have TJ Perinara and Bowden Barrett, their service is a bit slow. So better teams can get at them. I feel Mwanga Weber, since uh, Smith isn't on tour, is a better combo, speed-wise. So I'm interested to see which halfbacks New Zealand go with. You've always, uh, you've always been a bit of a TJ header. As a rugby player, he's great, but his service is too slow for the All Blacks, specifically. That's my... That's he my does, great, I and, think... He's, and, he's, and he's very irritating around the ruck, but... Which is what he's supposed to do. Like yeah. <laughs> he's he's like quintessential scrum half scrum half. Like yeah, yeah. take away his pass, he does every other bit of scrum half stuff. Like he he is the, the he is the epitome of pesky wing as far as I'm concerned. I mean he's yeah. the king of he's the king of the support line. The amount of tries he picks up, fantasy points he delivers his owners tons. Mm. I, I just I just think Mwanga's better. Um I don't know. I was also reading oh, some of the comment sections on stuff. Well, sorry, I, I was jumping between 9 and 10. Weber's better than him, personally speaking. And then Moanga's still better than Barrett. Is he? No, yeah. I think he is. I, I, just, I, just, think, I think Moanga's better than Barrett. Like His pass is a little I, bit better. I do think Barrett's one of the greatest of all time. But, hmm. you know, that was on a while ago. Yeah, um, I think he may have come a bit off his... his yeah. But he's not far from his peak. I'm going to... I'm going to throw no, something no. controversial. He's not far no, down I'd, on the peak. He's... I'd love it if he played for us. And it's easy for me to throw rocks at him because he's not a South African rugby player. So yeah. I'd be far more divided loyalties there. No, uh, but what I mean is like, you know, saying Bowden Barrett is, is off his peak. I mean, yeah, it's not a far fall yeah, down. Like, he's I not just, falling yeah. far. He's, 
maybe if anything just only starting his descent if yeah we, if we're gonna but, refer uh, to like, saying you know saying his downward trend he's still a lot on, there's still a lot of way for him to fall before he catches well i mean he's on he, he's on k2 if moang is everest exactly so like that's that's probably the best i mean barrett would start for everybody else a fly off pretty much oh for sure yeah because he knows so, how to tackle unlike andy, I, Farrell, andy Farrell, Owen Farrell. so yeah yeah. I mean, we're not sure if Andy Farrell knows how to tackle either. I, I, I don't know if this is the right time, but like one of my pet peeves is that um, that highlight from the World Cup uh, group stage game mm. of Jesse Colby turning Monga inside out. Yes. Have you guys seen it? Yes. Um, I, I, remember, I think I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But Monga made the tackle. Yeah. And was, it was, was like... Was, it was Great a really defense. good piece of defensive work. Yeah. And Save it's a try. all the time as like an example of how Jesus Colby is so good. And like <laughs> for me, it's actually a moment that shows how good Richard Mungo is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Moanga's, I mean, Barry offers a lot of the tools. I don't know. I said, I'm not Steve Hansen. Whoops. Sorry, I meant Ian Foster. Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, I got, I, I, yeah, yeah. But look, I've, I, Compliments, uh, Jordy Barrett's lockdown 15. I think he's definitely one, up there one of the world's best 15s now. 100%. Yeah. He's just kicked on. I, I still think at 12, New Zealand have a bit of a problem. Um, I, David, I've, it's you know who would be great? Ngani Lamape. I thought he'd be a great 12, wouldn't he? But they let him go. Yeah. Uh, you would be. I mean, he's a good 12. But you don't, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because he's a little one dimension. I think. For... No, how, no, how dare you? As a, as a guy who drafted him twice, that'd be mistakenly. No, um, there's nothing wrong with him. Distri- his distributions improve so much. Yeah, I'd say he's like a modern-day Nonu. You know, Lonu was a one-dimensional player and then became one of the greatest centers ever. I'm not saying he's the same. I just think that from 12, New Zealand struggled to get over the gain line. So it's like... I mean, yeah. I, I think the Islander is definitely one of the world's best 12s. Um... <laughs> They're not I, like that's the thing. Be careful because there are not that many great international twelves yeah. right now. No, like I think it's, also, it's I think it's like internationally a weak spot. Yeah, even yeah. At Australia, so who do they have? It's funny yeah. you say that because I was going to say the exact same thing about a fullback. Um, like you were you were talking about how George Barrett's mm. like nailed himself down as one of the best fullbacks in the world, and I agree with that assertion, but. I don't think there's like too much competition. competition. They're like three people that he's fighting <laughs> against. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of um, churn to, yeah. uh, happening. So, as I said, the World Cup's still two years away. Um, I'm still not entirely convinced by New Zealand's forward pack, but obviously we had a good game. Dalton Papali'i, I, it sounds horrible to say, but without San Kane, yeah, I don't know. Arnie Sevilla is just confusing because he's a good eight. He'll give you yeah. eight out of ten at eight, but it's not his best position. But I mean, that's just how good he is. Um, and I'm a big actual fan of Dalton Papali'i um, mm. as well. So, um, so you, Adam, I know you, you've been on a hot trend for um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ethan Blackadder for a while. Who? And, sorry, who? Um, Ethan Blackadder. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I probably made him in a shot. Yes. I'm, I'm a big fan. Not his best game. Uh, best so I could read. I'm a big yeah, fan I'm, of this. Yeah. I'm actually getting on board. Like I, I think he's played really well actually for the All Blacks. Mm. Um, maybe this was his best game. So, to go back to your original question, what 
Ridlin. Mm, um, mm, mm. Yeah, 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 and sorry. I feel like for the All Blacks, not much. Yeah. And for Wales, just the fact that they actually have very little depth, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, if you remember how hard Wales pushed us in the the um, playoffs of the uh, Rugby World Cup, mm. and, you know, their first choice 15, I think most people would be forced to agree, is very competitive. Mm. And very physical and like you know even if you go to beat them you walk away knowing that you play Wales and I don't know like this just didn't feel like and they weren't missing too many guys either like they had Wynn Jones they had Adams they had Anskin back at 10 um you know they I would say had should have enough Mm. to remember we were talking in the group about how they were world number one going into the World Cup. Yes. And, like, that was in two years ago. It, it shouldn't be that big of a deal for them to to play the All Blacks. But mm. you hear they are catching 50. Um, and, okay, Not, the All Blacks the... got a bit like with some of the decisions. Like, um, you know, the the yellow, yellow card that wasn't for Burton and... Um, I can't remember what the other ones were, but oh, the uh, Nipa La 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 Head Clash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for example. But, you know, I even if the ref calls had gone the right way, I don't think we would have seen Wales losing by any less than, let's say, 20 points. They, they did not have a, a good game. Mm. Um, and like that for me is is just I don't know that they should be a little bit more competitive even missing a few people. So I don't know it's it's a bit disappointing. But mm. that's all I think we take away from a win like this. Well, uh, well, glad you mentioned it. So I mean we're going into the proper World Rugby International window and the box face Wales um, mm. on Saturday. So Dan Bigger and Louis uh, Rezamet, there's this one island of a trial. Does he play for Gloucester in the UK? I mean, he's got uh, gas. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah he's, just he's good. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I wish I'd mm. seen him more on the lines, sir, but he's got gas. They're back for Wales. Um, I think I'm just trying to see yours back here. It's seven players. So, I mean, it's a third uh, team. Yeah. Uh, well, well Adam, in theory, Adam and Adam will start. Adam Wynn Jones is out. And so is Ross Moriarty um, for the game. So uh, they're getting a bit stronger. It's also confirmed that Nkwazi is out on our side now. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. I was going to mention that. Was that due to the passport issue? Yeah, he basically couldn't catch a flight out in time now. Because there's not enough pages in his passport. He should be there next week. Yeah, he'll basically get the emergency passport in time. Okay, so he'll miss one test. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other news here. So looking ahead... Okay, so uh, Colby's not in. There's a lot of talk about Apalele Fassi, excuse me, uh, playing in the wing. I'm rather excited yeah. about this. Um, he, we should give him more caps. More caps, please. I mean, he's um, the second fastest swimmer between himself, Khaleesi, and... Um, mm, yeah. We, we don't know what the weather's going to be like. 
Yeah. It could be raining. It could be raining it could, in could, It could be wet. I, I mean, Alexander, you made me laugh when you're worried about Ox's tweets if he has any mates in the squad. When you said that, said that. I'm not worried. Yeah, like, at first, I was like, Ox is doing so well on social media. And then after a while, I was like, Ox is doing too well on Ox social media. Ox needs to step away from social media. Yeah. Like, take a break from your phone to go train, dude. We need to put we need to put one of those like um time those social media timer apps on his phone or like speak to yeah. like Dion Davids to just take his phone for a while and put the app on. Yeah, there's like an alarm that goes off when Ox is tweeting, and like striking yes. about now and wakes up from his bed and cold sweats. Yeah, like stick stick yeah. needs to just have like Ox like every time Ox tweets those notifications on so you can just like keep an eye. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention, this is for Andrew if he does over here. This Mac Hansen, he got called up for Ireland. Um, I thought he was Australian. <laughs> he is Australian. <laughs> he is, yeah. I thought he, uh, like, like, to the point where I thought he had, like, an Aussie cap or something stupid. Sorry. Like, when I say I thought he was Australian, I thought, like, he had, like, an Aussie cap or something stupid. So, yeah, he's going to train uh, with the squad. I'm just trying to think. Uh, there, there's a, oh, so, he represented Australia under 20 level. But his mother is from Cork. But so is Australia's but, under twenty not their second side? No. Why, so why why didn't they call her his mother? <laughs> well, I mean, so, they could, you could you could call it Dylan Richardson's dad. So yeah, well, I mean, don't get me started again. But you know, if she's the one from Cork, then she's the one who should be eligible. Mm. He's not from Cork. As I said, rugby's eligibility rules are, are very silly. Anyway, uh, just going back to the box. Um, any any other but changes yeah, so, that you'd like to see? Well, no, no, so so I just want to go yeah but yes. go back to that point. Sorry. Sorry. Basically, so I mean, you we were just talking about how many injuries or unavailable players Wales have, but um, the Springboks are like not in a much better position between. So let's go down the list. Like there's Mahoba, Colby, Peter Steptoy, um there's Achilles Neyman. Um okay, he may maybe wouldn't start, but um not um um Yeah, I think I think backline we mostly healthy but not great. Yeah, well this game we're obviously missing Corsi and Colby. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm not counting in cause he has an injury. That's just like a weirdly yeah. bizarre fucking clerical fuck up that he's not there. I, I wouldn't consider him a, an injury. Um, and I, no, but like um, yeah. just in terms of this week for the Wales players, you know, yeah, um, like obviously there was one noise about like all the, you know, we just said like the same players returning or whatever. So, you know. It just goes back to what I said. Like, you know, we we can lose Mahoba and be like, okay, we got Trevor Dikani, we got Vincent Koch, we got you know Will Kolo, um, Tom Joy, and you know maybe it's just my ignorance of what rugby, but it seems like they crumbled. Like there were a few guys who were available, and they just had you know a really bad game. And they ought to have been able to, you know, for a team that was so competitive so recently, they really ought to have been able to put together, like, a bit more... A bit better than a 50-point loss. Yeah, you would think so. 
And uh, what did Japan lose by again? Japan. Oh no, they didn't play New Zealand. No. They played Australia. Yeah. Because no, I was, I was like, because it's worth comparing like Japan's results to the European sides yeah. as well. Mm. For sure. Especially and, if yeah, like, just, whales are eating. You know, of... Yeah, well, like we we're not in a much better position in terms of injuries to like first team players. I maybe I'm wrong, but that's my like general impression. Oh, so yeah. yeah I just pulling up the world rankings. So before, I think these are before the game. And Japan's 10, Wales 9. So, I mean, I think I'd, it is fair then to look at the, their scores and that. To compare them. Yeah. Their mates. That's, that's really not good for for Wales. Like. I mean, because Wales sitting at 9th as the Six Nations... I can't speak. Six Nations oh. champions. I mean... Mm. Yeah, I have no uh, idea. Uh, anyway. Okay. Is there any other news? I missed. I mean, we're all looking forward to the rugby, and we'll see what team uh, gets in there. We can maybe run the rule. I mean, we're not doing a Super Brew. I think there's going to be... Quite, I think tomorrow's going to be a very busy rugby news day. Yeah, yeah it always is. Um, I mean, we, we've been granted a reprieve from this, the the team sheets for the URC, which uh, gives us heart palpitations. No, especially seeing as we've got an extra hour to cry about them. Oh well, I mean, some guys want an extra hour and ten minutes. So, <laughs> it's such good, like, it's such good joke. Uh, Andrew's uh, like renowned for those listening. Andrew Inali is renowned for more incredibly complex trades. Yeah, let's say impressive trades. I approached him for an NFL trade. Andrew's listening. Think about it. I think it's good to you. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, I approached him. We who's, approached me, and who's I, got I Derek Henry it. in our league? Uh, the Oak I lost to. I can't remember his name. Oh. I was very bleak. Let's, okay, let's let's move yeah. on. Yes. Oh, so sorry. yeah, so it's, it's it's a long it's a long thing. So uh, in terms of the games this weekend, I guess we can we can see who goes. I told you so. Ireland, uh, Italy, New Zealand. Like at the New Zealand win is the question of how much. Ireland, Japan. I mean, I had Ireland for oh. twelve. No, um, uh, should be a good game. I, I want know. it to be tight. I want it to be a tight, close match. Probably will be. I don't know. It's not. It's not the Japan we saw like two years ago. No, it's not uh, World Cup Japan, definitely, but still. Yeah. Uh, Portugal. We'll go through all of them. What's your Portugal, Canada? Tight. I'm gonna back. Maybe Canada. Yeah. I'm gonna back Portugal. Fucking yeah. My uh, France and Twitter's my mate. Spain versus Fiji. Fiji should, should pump them. Surely. By like uh, England versus Tonga. So that's okay. okay. Right. Us versus Wales. I've backed us to win. I, I think, think we should win this. Yeah. yeah. If, we, if we lose game on this tour, it should be to England. Yeah. And even then, I, th- I reckon we could beat England. If we show I the form so. we showed in the rugby championship when we're at our best. France versus Argentina. Uh, France. I think. France. Yeah, Argentina would be a little bit off the boil lately. This, uh, rem- yep. So, other than our game, this is probably the one I want to be closest. Um, sh- I don't think it will be. I just love watching both teams play. Yeah, so. I, and they're always spicy. France versus Argentina games for whatever reason. And then on Sunday, uh, some other games. you got Romania versus Uruguay. Pretty back to Uruguay to, to win that. Um, and then lastly, oh, Scotland versus Australia. 
I have still have Australia winning. It's just they don't have Karevi. They don't have Cooper. They brought back Leo Liso. I mean, uh, man, uh, he's not that much of a loss. He wasn't really involved. But Karevi is their main man. At sense and so and Cooper's, yeah, and Cooper's out of the lot. So I have I, I, on my own super. I have Australia before. I just also Scotland's depth. Um, so I don't know which way that's going to go. It'll be it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's mm. probably Scotland, Australia, um, France, Argentina, and us versus Wales are your three best fixtures for for the week. So we'll see. But it's uh, a great week. Test rugby is back, people. Yeah, in a big Proper way. Test rugby. Uh, these are the not these are the Super Brew times. So Italy and Japan are those are I mean sorry Italy and New Zealand and Ireland and Japan. That's at three o'clock. So I don't use the South Africa times, so do not quote me on this. I th- uh, think Super Brew should be set to your region automatically. I hope so. I hope so. Um, Wales us is at seven thirty. That's convenient. Yeah. I might be able to watch it. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's great. Uh, then France Argentina, um, ten o'clock. Oh, I hate the fact the game's so late. Uh, then Scotland and Australia is four fifteen. I, I remember watching like at, at boarding school. I remember staying up to like one to watch us play Argentina before they were part of the Super Rugby, you know, cabal or whatever. Mm. Um, it was like a rare, rare thing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> was oh. Oh, oh. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Finished. Uh, okay, well, I mean, that's that's it. I don't have anything else to mention. If there's um, anything um, else I've missed. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, um, I'm good. Yeah. Keep it tight. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that, that's going to wrap it up for, for this episode of Elite Rugby Bands. If you have been listening, thank you very much for doing so. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. Much always appreciated. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, thanks, Guy. Uh, Alex, thanks very much. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thank you for hosting, as usual. Uh, no worries. Uh, so I forgot to mention at the start, Ben. Uh, ben is detained, um, and we didn't invite Andrew this time. 